Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the Oki Institute for Advanced Films Narcotude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 479, John Wick 3, Arabella. No, didn't so, get it. Chapter 3. You missed one. Oh, is it chapter three? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> You're not a book. Books have chapters. I don't know. I like. I, it's one of those. I've I've always like. I've liked the just part two. Yeah. Like I don't know. There's just something about like that old timey like '80s way of doing it where you don't give a, a subtitle. You're just like, nah, it's part two. Yeah, it's yeah. not that old timey to have a, a number in the film title. Well, I mean, like part two. Like you, everything. Everything has a subtitle now. Sure. You know. But Where, that's what I'm saying. That it's like it. But that's a relatively recent. Oh, really? But like the first major film with the number two in the title was, I believe, The Godfather. Oh, that makes sense. And so, when was Jaws two? Uh, Jaws two was. Well, I mean, eighty one. Uh, when was it? Probably around the eighty. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. So, but that would have nineteen seventy eight. What year was Jaws? Jaws two was seventy eight. Mm-hmm. Boy, they put Jaws was seventy six. 75. Okay. Three years later. Okay. Yeah. Godfather Part 2 is 74, so that predates it by quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So you didn't get a lot of twos in movies. You There were sequels. And, right. And there were movies that were franchises. I mean, there were a million Blondie movies right. and things like that. I but. think it. I think it, this one is weird, though, and I get what Joe's saying, because what he means is you can just say John Wick Chapter 3 or John Wick Part 3. It's weird to do Part or Chapter 3 Parabellum. Because you're already well, calling that, it the yeah, title right. part. Why do you have to title that part? Usually they just Godfather 2, Back to the right. Future Part 2. It's not Back to the Future Part 2 Future. <laughs> it's, you know, Back to the Future Part 3 Western. It, right, you know, right. So it no, is, it's just one of those, you know, like, this. Is, these are quickly becoming the new 80s action movies. Like this style I saw, of... I, I saw someone describe it, and I thought this was a great description. It's an R-rated Mission Impossible. Absolutely yeah. it is. Yeah. Without, I thought the same thing when I was watching it. Yeah, there's there. Are, yeah, it is exactly what that is. So we should probably go around the table and introduce ourselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. And uh, returning to discuss films with us again via the magic of Skype phone is Garrett Wright from Two Movie Two Views Movies Podcast. Hey Garrett. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. It's Good. always a pleasant surprise when they return for the second one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
go. Look at that. They came back. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, my Wi Fi is down. Sorry. <laughs> Gotta go. Yeah. You ready to talk John Wick killing some people? Oh, yeah. Uh, I would go through great lengths <laughs> to be able to talk about John Wick. I love it. <laughs> Excellent. So, uh, before we dig in, quick shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe, and uh, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. Stay up to date on uh, important stories throughout the week, like the death of Grumpy Cat. Yeah. Uh, it's very important. Is it? We're all a little grumpier now. Yeah. Just, so. That's just my natural disposition. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah. So, and now, of course, our Patreon account, patreon.com slash real spoilers, where for five bucks a month, you get bonus content and you help us out. So, there. That's all that. We will now uh, dig into John Wick Chapter 3, Paragraph 9, <laughs> <laughs> Subsection 6. The cool thing about these movies is they don't give – there's no time jumps. Yeah. Like they pick every every two picked right up after one. This one picks up right after two. I think that's where the chapters come in. I like that. I, I like that yeah. they're just chapters. You're just turning the page. Not that there aren't time jumps in books, but for the most part, you go to the next chapter. It's right. just to the next little part of that same and that's story. What that's what we're doing here. So it's, we just open up in uh, a not great rain over New York like it's or wherever they are. That I guess they don't really say where. I guess they're in New York. They're in New York. But yeah. like the – I mean you see them in Grand Central I Station. guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like the whole, you, it's it's a big sweeping shot, overhead shot of the city, and it looks like they just put like a rain filter over it. I was just like, you know what? I don't even care. Like if that's what you're gonna do, that's fine. And it's it's him running through uh, the streets of New York with the pit bull, and he's. I think it's hard enough to shoot in Times Square. I think that's true. Without that, it being rain, <laughs> like, to make <laughs> rain on top of it. Correct. Yeah, and, and we, we know that he's on the run. Yeah, we should say he's that got an hour. He was given an hour by Ian McShane's character in yeah. the last movie. So if you haven't seen John Wick two, you probably should watch that. You can't because you can't it, really watch it's these a direct, out of order. It's a like, direct sequel. Yeah, you need you, to watch one and two. You can watch awesome killing scenes, but still, like for the story to make sense, it would be really hard to yes. jump in at three. I agree. Um, as they are continuous, as Joe said. Right. So he's 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 got hour at this point he has like 50 minutes left of this hour he's been given yeah and so he is excommunicado which means in this world of the assassins and the continental and everything uh you can't use their services no one that is affiliated with them or the high table who is the big bad guy the right. organization that rules over the continental and all the other assassins in this organization uh no one affiliated with them can help you so correct uh, and there's a 14 million dollar contract on his head that hasn't gone active yet yeah so he's it's about he's, to go active yeah. now Real quick, jumping back. So the director, Chad Stileski. Yeah. So we've talked about him before. The two guys that worked on the first movie were both involved with Keanu on The Matrix. That's how they met uh, him. They were, there they were the, stunt coordinators yeah, on The St- Matrix. Chad Stileski was a stuntman. Yeah. And uh, David Leach was uh, – who's the guy that went to Deadpool. Deadpool 2, yeah. He, he was a stunt coordinator. Right. So, so they both worked with Keanu, and they both have split off into these awesome careers. Did you know that the director of this, Chad Stileski, was the double for Brandon Lee and The Crow? I did not. You know what? He's it's the weird one that, that you would say scenes. that is because there are scenes in this movie I was that I was like, this would have been Brandon Lee. Yeah. It's so, like this if if Brandon Lee had stayed had got, you know, unfortunately. Are you saying it wouldn't have been it Mark have been, Dukakis or whatever? No, I mean John Wick would have been Oh, John Wick? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I think when you look at what Brandon Lee was doing before he died, mm. like he's doing scenes like this yeah you know like in the crow there's a lot of him like falling off buildings and you know he obviously his his father being who he was he has a knack for how to choreograph a fight scene uh so if you look at little big trouble little china or rapid fire his fight scenes they're a little you know he's green around the gills because he's new at acting but his fight scenes are legit 
So I have a feeling that if he had stayed alive, Lord knows what his career would have. I mean, he would have been a megastar. I think he probably would have been like Keanu where he was a megastar and maybe he falls off a little bit and he comes back and does these ridiculous action movies. And he, you know, I, but there are a lot of scenes in this where I was like, man, this is really weird. Like it kind of reminds me of the crow. I thought you'd find that interesting. I do. That's great. Love the crow. I do love the he crow. was his double. And he, so he was the one that filmed the scenes after. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. So anyway, but yeah, so this guy knows stunts on, I think. Oh, Mark Dukakis played the crow. There was a crow TV show. Oh, he did. Called Stairway to heaven where he played Eric Draven. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So I, I think it, when we talk about the action in these films, and this movie is no exception when this, we talk about the this, action sequences. This one has ramped up. Like, you didn't think they could ramp up after two. And then they do this. You're like, well, Jesus. From the beginning, <laughs> the scene with them on the horse. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, this, although I, the CGI in that horse scene was pretty. A little wonky. A little wonky. I didn't a little think wonky. it was that bad. I, but I, I accepted it. Bad. Like, I was, it was, <laughs> no. it was what it was. I'm not normally one to pick apart CGI. Right. But I was just like, this is pretty bad. <laughs> uh, it's bother- I mean, the fact that they used real horses and real dogs, I think, is incredible. Like, this that movie dog is, sequence is, is mind blowing. Yeah. So, the, this guy knows action, though. And so, my point is, this director, he started off in the industry doing as a stuntman yeah so he he knows action he knows what it's like to be on these sets and how to pull the stuff off he knows how to shoot them yeah and, and exactly and so another thing besides from how awesome they are i'm glad you brought that up is he doesn't do the quick cut chop right. action oh, he scenes. pulls yeah. back and lets you see everything that's one take on. you know for a lot of the you know extended takes yep. for a lot of the sequences and you see the action they choreograph until they can't choreograph anymore uh-huh. and then they film it and so that really is a testament to why this series is so successful um, but hats off to him. I mean, I think he's an excellent director for action. And, you know, and I think David Leach is good, too. And you sure. look at what they've done going off to do uh, because is David Leach Atomic Blonde. We had mentioned that earlier. Uh, and Deadpool 2. So, he, yeah, so he did yeah. Atomic Blonde, Deadpool 2. We've got the John Wick series just getting better and better. So, yeah. like, these two guys know action. And we talk about a lot of times with Marvel hiring people that know uh, the genre of the movie. Right. You need to get these two guys for Shang-Chi. Oh. That, I mean, that the, these are the dudes that you need to bring. I mean, they, they've got yeah. a director already, but bring some – like I'm sure that they have protégés. Like bring those guys in to do the stunt coordination for that Shang-Chi. I, I think these guys are directing from now on, I hate to tell you. That's fine. You know what I mean? You got to give them a, a movie sure, to direct. Sure. I agree. But Iron Fist and make it real. Yeah. So garbage TV show. So how do you up the ante? Is what Joe says. And talk about the first fight in this movie. So in John Wick Two, the big deal was the pencil. Right. He right, killed right. someone with a pencil. Yeah. How are you gonna up the ante? The first kill, <laughs> the first fight in this movie is a book. Yep. As he runs to the he runs library. to the library. So he he's he's on the run. He's he's injured at this point. Runs to the library. This the you know the central library. Uh, and I thought that the the librarian was in on it, but I, I didn't get that vibe. After he you, talked you thought to her. everybody he talked to was going to be in on Because at this point, as he passes people, everyone's people looking at him. They're, they're checking the time. Right. Uh, so we – again, this is why you have to watch the second one. But in yeah. John Wick 2, you see how many people come out over. of the woodwork and you know that this organization is you know, embedded everywhere. Mm-hmm. So he, he gets to the library and he finds this one book and he peels like the, the page back and there's a, a, like a, a crucifix, one of the uh, blood oaths. And some and some more coins. I think it was actually a rosary, wasn't it? Was you're right. It was. It was. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I went to Catholic school. There's. I did too, but I was. You know, <laughs> and, and a, a ticket in this world. Right. And a stack of the gold coins. And as he's getting the stuff, he puts it back down. And then all of a sudden, this giant of a man comes walking around the corner. And I do like you know Keanu's one of those actors where 
his off-screen persona. I don't think I've ever seen a dude who's more who can flip the switch like that. Who's more genuine? Like yeah. that thing on Col- on Colbert where he was just like, "What happens when you die?" And like he sits there for a second and he thinks he was like, "I don't know, man." Like the people on the, who are still alive are gonna miss you, and it's just like, "What?" <laughs> like that just came off the top of your head, you know? It's the, so like you know we see him all the time where he's like he we see him standing in the subway because he gave his seat up for. Yeah. Or he gives away all of his profits for the Matrix two and three, yeah, to like the cast and crew. Like the, he's he's a rare breed in Hollywood. But then you see him in John Wick, where he's just he's snapping a guy's neck with a book. It is crazy, like, like, so, you know, so, like it's so nuts. revered as a nice guy in real life, yeah. But, but he's so believable, right, as a cold blooded killer. But that's the thing is, like, he's had this. Like, if you watch his career, you look at him at Bill and Ted, you look at him in Point Break, Point Break. You look at, you know, so he had like that surfer guy and like, no, what's up, dude? But now he has, that is gone. As Even far as acting film, goes, I mean, gone. as much as we love Keanu Reeves, he kind of started off as a joke. Oh. I mean, yeah. with his acting abilities, he weren't, you weren't hiring Keanu Reeves Have for Have you ever his... seen Bram Stoker's Dracula? Yeah. He's awful. That accent? In that movie. Yeah. No, I, mean, I don't know what accent he's trying to I mean, do. I love Keanu Reeves. <laughs> and I love a lot of his movies. I love point break oh, like, it's amazing. I, but i just mean you are not hiring keanu reeves for his acting abilities like his pure you know trained shakespearean acting it, right it, it, you're, uh, he was in a lot of action movies yeah, he was speed. a heartthrob I mean, he was, speed's a massive right? movie but he's he's really found his niche with these type of movies yeah and doing this stuff as he's gotten older and i and i think he's gotten better too he's it's, really i don't like it when he smiles it weirds me out <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, think, I, it, I, I find it creepy yeah. and now he's gonna be they're coming him and uh the guy from is it Winter, the other oh Alex Winter. Alex Winter. They're yeah. coming back to do yeah. Bill and Ted Three. Yes, he's from yeah. Saint Louis. And I don't know what to think. He went of to that. Flow Valley. Oh really? Yeah. Like I am. I love Bill and Ted. Like I, those two movies, the cartoon, the comic book. I was all about Bill and Ted. And now that these guys are coming back, I was like, I don't. I don't know if I want them to come back. Like, it's gonna be like <laughs> you know when you see like the Three Stooges movies. Yeah, right. Or like Three Stooges <laughs> around the world in a day. Yeah, sure, or, sure. Or have Rocket will travel, and you're just like, this is kind of sad. Yeah, I mean, like I'm like, fine with them coming <laughs> back, but it's just like that's not that version of Keanu is not who we have anymore. So I don't, I don't know if he has that in him. You know, oh, sure, like, I'm sure, yeah, yeah. He's, he seems like a nice guy who I'm sure can have fun on camera. Yeah, yeah. What was your introduction before we get more into the plot, Garrett, with with John Wick movies? Oh, I went uh, with my co-host back when John Wick One came out. Um, I hadn't heard much about it, hadn't really seen any of the trailers, right? And then randomly, I started seeing like ten out of ten reviews come in. I'm like, what in the world is going on here? We got to go see this. So we went and saw it. And we walked out. We're like, how is that as good as it is? Like, it should not be this good, yeah. but it's in, it's incredible. Um, and then you start reading about, like you guys mentioned already, the pedigree of the stunt coordination. But then also the ability to have the eye to capture that on the screen, because that's two different things. You can, you can choreograph something until you're blue in the face, but if you can't capture it on the screen and you you jump cut and you shaky cam, it doesn't really matter. I think and these guys clearly knew how to frame an action sequence, and uh, we haven't got into this. I'm sure we will, but then you take that action, and that's fantastic, and then you just layer in these little nuggets of world building – and I just left wanting to read everything about the the Wick verse, right? The continent. There's a the comic coins. There's, there's a John Wick comic as well that uh, I think IDW or Dynamite put out. That well, was just, that was just like, yeah, let's well, do this. This is what elevates. Like Garrett's saying, action movies don't do this. 
action movies don't world build for the most part. Yeah. They give you some exposition about why the characters go into kick ass and then you go kick ass. I feel and like you jump from action set yeah. piece to I action I feel like set Die piece. Hard did that. Like Die Hard starts Not really. To, but I mean like in Die so Die Hard one you get what you get. Die Hard two, you get the Winston. But the world but the world but then, that John McClane lives in is nothing compared yeah, to the world. Yeah, but then in John in Die Hard three, he's fighting the guy's brother. Yeah, yeah it just seemed arbitrary. But that's it didn't feel one, like world building. Yeah, that's okay. one okay. guy's connection. Like they did that. For it is connected. That's not. We're not saying they're not interconnected in the universe, but the world building of the Continental and the assassins, and then the high table. And this, I mean, the arbitrators, action movies, the currency abdicate, that they yes, abdicate. Yes, this, they yeah. they create it and then they follow through. And when we in the third movie see these gold coins, we know what those do. Right. And when we see a marker, we know what those do. Right. This movie has invented things that we're just like, yeah, we're on board. We know you got the gold coins. This costs about that much. And a marker means you owe this person the Continental. You can't fight on those grounds. Like this is all stuff yeah. that action movies do not do. Right. Now, interestingly enough, we were talking about action movies uh, creating their action sequences and then writing around them. Right. That's how they make these movies too. Yeah. And, and, yeah, but, but it works. No, but they use different people. So in, in an interview, David Leach and, and Chad Stileski, they said that they would come up with, and this was Chad talking, but he said they would come up with these action beats. He and Keanu would figure out what they wanted in these movies, and they would you know, write those parts, and then they would bring in other people to come and uh, write the story, and they'd bring other people to come in and make sure the world all worked and made sense. So they brought in different writers with different tasks That's as opposed brilliant. to That's one person writing it and just a rewrite or another draft. Right. Um, so it wasn't like that. It was like you brought in people specifically and and gave them tasks. Okay. And so okay. they made sure that each person, you know, so you've got the fight and the choreography, obviously the director's coming up with all that stuff. And then you've got these people on the story and then you've got other people that are like, yeah, the Continental and the Thai table. And how is this all going to work? And who's over who? And, right. And so it's smart the way they do that. And so – we get not only the great action, but we get this world that, as Garrett said, it's like as soon as this movie was over, I'm like, I want to read online. I want to make sure I understand this and what else wasn't in the movie that we can learn about. Here's the other thing I appreciate. In the timeline of these movies, they are taking place like in three days or however, you know, that's mm-hmm. consecutive. So it would bear to reason that Kea- that John Wick is getting <laughs> the beat out of him, you know? Oh, yeah. So by the time we get to this one, were, how, what year did the first one come out? Like 2016? No. Not Six, the first 15? one. No. 14 maybe okay. for the first So he's he's five years older in real life. So he is slowing down. Yeah. And it, like that works almost perfectly in this world because he is getting the Jesus beat out of him for four or five days. And it's interesting that you bring that up. So again, in one of those interviews, the director said that um, Keanu is getting older, but we work to his strength. So in the first John Wick movie, in The Matrix, there's a lot more punching and kicking and kung fu and that stuff. Right. And they say in these movies, there's a lot more grappling. Yes. And so they're working with Keanu because we're all getting older, but instead of just trying to have the same type of action, you work around what your capabilities right. are. And not only Unless does, you're Mark Dukakis and you just don't well, age. Yeah. Good lord, that guy. <laughs> Hugging home? Yeah. I'm, well, I'm thinking more like Brotherhood of the Wolves. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> I just, every time I he's see him. Also the, I, he's also, he's the dude from Iron Chef America. Well, yeah. <laughs> when, when he, when he, wasn't he the one cutting up sushi in this movie? Yes. I thought that was yes. hilarious. Yes. Because I'm like, I'm thinking in the Iron <laughs> Chef, like, you know. I kind of, there's a moment where I was hoping that was Sonny Chiba. Oh. And they were going to tie in, like, how insane would it have been if he was Hattori Hanzo. Yeah. And they were just like, oh, yeah, by the way, Uma Thurman is in this world as well. <laughs> Like she's part of this. She was actually up for the role uh, that Halle Berry had. God, that would have been amazing. And look, 
Halle Berry, to her credit, like there's that training video online. She took the she took the, the gun training very seriously, and they she don't was, mess around with these. No, movies. she was great. Yeah. Like she's one of those gals that she kind of got. I mean, you know, she did uh, Monsters you know Ball. Do you know she, what happens when a toad gets hit by lightning? It's everything else. <laughs> it's a shame that did. You know, yeah. it's whatever. Yeah. But like, she's one of those actresses that kind of disappeared. Like she she got the Oscar for Monsters Ball. She did Catwoman, and then that was kind of it. And she disappeared for a. She did Gothica, which was not a good movie. Uh, oh yeah, with Robert Downey. I Jr. forgot like, about pre, that. Pre Robert Downey Jr. getting clean. She wasn't that great Catwoman movie though. I uh, know she was not. <laughs> oh sorry. Uh, but like, so she disappears. So it's always nice to see her. And there's this scene in this one where she's talking about her daughter. Where it's just like, there you are. Like yeah. you know, it's, we talk about that scene in in Endgame when Gwyneth Paltrow like yeah. kills that scene. And you're just like, yeah, you can act. And oh, then you come out of nowhere with, you know, it's all about two, the roles you take to attack dogs. You have a good agent. And it's like, are you are you working? Are you working? Are you just getting money? Right. Are you taking those roles right. where there's writers that know what they're doing? So anyway, so he takes out the big, the big yeah, giant, the big, the guy, big giant guy uh, with a book. Yeah. He beats first... up with a book and then and he ends up like one of the I thought it was so badass. He puts this giant book on the table. Like, and like curb slam- stomps yeah, he book. slams his head, and then at the last second, he like hits him with like a forearm and snaps his neck on the on the spine of the book, yeah. and just walks away. Like you know, kudos to these people for not getting people actually killed. When you watch these scenes, sometimes <laughs> aren't you just like, how did no one die during those guys getting kicked in the face by a horse? These actors, I I saw this at a press screening. Oh yeah, and like uh, which you know are are known for being just jaded and soulless. Yeah, and uh, I know a few of those guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and when. When he kills the guy with the book, there's legit applause in the theater. <laughs> and that is, that is the first kill of the movie. Yeah, I mean, first they, of many. That's a strong – yeah, there's yeah. a few more. Yeah, right. on. But so basically he's, he's – Now he's on the run. Time he's, is, and he's hurt. His time is running out. And this guy even says like it's just a few minutes. Who, who will know the difference? And right. so you know, it's – He's already getting cut, so he gets, yeah, uh, he gets the guy stabbed, stabbed, and, stabbed in like the shoulder yeah. or whatever. He goes to the doctor. He, first. Well, he gets in the cab, and he goes, well, yeah. and then he's like, he he gives the cabbie who is part of this world uh, a gold coin to take dog that doesn't give the dog a name to the continental. He's yeah. like, just make sure that he's okay. And then we see uh, the the concierge shows up and brings the dog inside. Then we go, yeah. Then the then the library, then the doctor, and the doctor. He's like, I got five minutes. And he was like, okay. And he stitch as he's stitching him, he runs out of time. And I was like, that's kind of brilliant, where the guy's like, time's up. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, nope, I get it. And he stitches himself up. I was like, that's, that was intense. I, I like that. And I like how the doctor, there's no words spoken. I like right. that a lot of it is all on the, is on the screen. And he just holds the scissors, like, take this. But without right. saying, he can't help he him, can't but help he's, him. like, holding it. And he just grabs it. And he says, the you want to get the fourth bottle on the top shelf all the way to the right. And he takes it. He's like, it'll give you energy. And I'm like, this is a video game thing. Like, he'll give you right. energy yeah. and a painkiller. <laughs> and he's like, you got to. He's like they're never gonna. I hated it when he took the gun out because I'm like, don't turn the doctor and make John will kill this John will kill this doctor. But to his credit, he's like, he's not gonna. He's like, where do you want me to go? He's like, right under my left rib. Before even before he gets the word rib out, John's already shot him. He's like, they're not gonna believe that you only shot me once. He's like, all right, where else? He's like, right under here, right under here, under the clavicle. Bam! He shoots him again because John Wick is a surgeon. I mean, with a gun. That's that's he's so surgically precise with his. He knows exactly how to. That's kill my, people that's efficiently. One of, my, and, one of my favorite lines from Kill Bill 2. Yeah. Where she's just like, I don't have to be a goddamn surgeon from over here with a shotgun. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, he gets away. And then we, we run into, the, I guess this is, so he's still on the run. Uh, 
and then he comes up against. Is this where he goes into the stables? This is where he comes to the stables. Because that's my second favorite kill. Oh, it's yeah. great. <laughs> when he kicks the guy with the horse. So he uses the horse. Yeah, he uses the face. book and then he uses the horse. He smacks the horse on the ass and like the horse rears back and kicks this guy right in the face. I mean, yeah. and these, they're, they're real horses. Like, they right, because, really it, feel... because his time has run out. That's what it is. He's out of time. Yeah. So now everybody's on him. Yeah. Like, As he passes different neighborhoods, people are just walking behind him. Right. They're, yeah. And I mean – it's amazing how they filmed this, and I think in this day and age, it's amazing they use real animals with these movies. Oh yeah, I'm not saying obviously they used the utmost care and, yeah. and made sure they were safe, but the fact you know most people just go to CG because they're like I'm not going to deal with the the backlash or the risk of hurting an animal or the PETA people, and in this movie they use these experts, yep. an, animal handlers, yep. but like. They're fighting, and you see this horse just start walking. They're also away. using animals that are already domesticated. I mean, you like dogs and horses, yeah. dogs and horses. They're not yeah. using a tigers camel. and elephants. Right. Oh, totally. Yeah. But people still don't like dogs in movies. Even I mean, I just think you have a lot more latitude with an animal that's already domesticated. Where when you bring in a wild animal to use right. the sure. movie is when yeah. is when people really got to freak out. Get a problem. Days. But I was I was laughing because you know they're fighting and there's this horse in the background is just walking away like I'm getting out of here like and they just let him walk away in the background like I don't want to be involved. Ah, I want nothing to do with this. Uh, but yeah, the, I mean it's hard. There's not much to talk about other than awesome. It's yeah, just it's, the choreography it's, is stellar. And you know that's that's the thing that I always that is that was sorely missing in any Batman movie. Obviously in the '89 Batman, like that's the guy that you want to see fight, right? So oh, in Nolan movies, you don't though. You don't what? see him. You, he, it's all up. In Batman Begins and even in The Dark Knight, he doesn't fight. He does oh, not like a lot the, of ninja a, stuff in that movie. It's, but it's all jammed together. Yeah, because I don't. Chris Nolan can't direct oh. a legit choreographed fight sequence. So like, and yeah, I, guess, I mean, it's not. It's definitely not the raid. No, I, that, I mean, but I that's, get, yeah. those are the ones that like of yeah. all the superheroes that you're gonna see fight. Who's the one that yeah. you want to see fight six guys? Like, right, yeah, like, like he's gonna fight six guys at the same time. Yeah. So when it's all clumped together. You don't, and you can't see anything. And yeah. I get like in the in the uh, Tim Burton stuff, like I get that like that suit was super bulky and he couldn't yeah. move. Like I understand you have you got to do what you got to do. In 2012 or t- 2007, that suit's a little bit should be a little bit different where you can see him be Batman. And then even in the Snyder stuff, it's very fast. Like they don't give it time to breathe. Where in the raid or this, you know, like they they have this stunt choreography for these movies have gotten so good that you can let these guys train for six months, let them do, you know, let Donnie Yen or let the guy, because the guy, one of the guys from the raid is in this movie. Yeah. Like two of them. Who's the second one? It's both the guys he fights in the end. So mad dog is in uh, raid one and two. And then the other guy is the, the kitchen fight at the end of raid. Oh, you're right. Right on. And both those guys are amazing. Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, like this almost is becoming kind of like the Expendables for action stars you don't remember. I mean, like when they brought when they when Mark Dukakis shows up on screen, I'm like, there's no way that this guy's still able to do everything that he could do. He's a huge martial arts guy. I mean, oh, absolutely. That's why he's in he Double was, Dragon. Wanted, they wanted yeah. to, that's why he's in Double Dragon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he how was, about <laughs> only the strong or anything else besides Double Dragon? I, I cannot. I'll never not be able to look at him and see. No, I, I mean, that's, I get it. I grew but, up on VHS yeah. with Double Dragon. Man. But like, so if you've never seen Brotherhood of the Wolf, oh, you are doing yourself a disservice. I haven't seen that, but I've seen Le Pac de Loup. Shut that, up. Oh. It's fine. <laughs> It, but you are doing yourself a disservice. Like yeah. it is a very underrated. It's awesome. It's amazing, and he's nuts in that movie. Yeah. 
Uh, so back to this one. So we should say now they've got this. What did you call her? An abdicator. Abdicator. Yeah. So adjudicator. Adjudicator. There you go. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So Gazuntai. So oh, he he goes to Angelica Houston, and we find out that he's he's from Belarus. Yeah. So this like, is we get a weird backstory, backstory behind never, for John Wick that well, we didn't know. He was. She said that she takes an orphan. So yeah. he, he was brought in to her organization. Right. He's and, a black widow, basically. Yeah, and so she basically trains ballerinas to be assassins. Yep, and men downstairs who are doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And they, they're they working on a spinoff already. Yeah, this for is... The, oh, are they? Yeah, the, the ballerina, ballerina yeah. spinoff. Oh, yeah. Nice. So, I mean, I guess with Black Widow and what's this, Red Sparrow, it's like, with the success of those, they're like, hey, we've got one of these. Enough. Yeah. Red Sparrow was Red a Sparrow hit. Red Sparrow was a hit? Well, you saw her boobs in that movie. Oh, I mean, that was no, I, I guess maybe maybe that wasn't the right word. But I just with them yeah. making movies like this, like we can do that and we can make it work. Well, that's the thing. That's, yeah, maybe theirs would actually be interesting. <laughs> uh, Rich Merrill was a that should have been interesting. Yeah, uh, it's it's funny. Like they didn't. It you would have thought that after two, they would have tried to start spinning them off. You know what I mean? Like they would have found these kids. But we're at the third installment, and just now they're like, oh, we've got this Halle Berry character. We've got this you know the the ballerina we've got all of this different stuff that we can spin off now you know what the difference is though that the um the director and keanu they're not they're not working for a major studio that's planning this all out for them like they that's have the true. creative that's control true. so if warner was making this oh my god we'd have, we'd have spinoffs after one you would have had you might have spinoffs that came up before john wick came yeah. out you know i mean it, it's like they, prequels. How can we how can we milk this franchise for everything it's worth? And Lionsgate, to their credit, is giving Keanu and who is, who Stileski, Are they on their own? Or are they oh, they were bought somebody? by someone. But okay. but but Lionsgate, even if they're owned by someone, it doesn't. They still can operate. Sure. As a, you know. But they are giving them the freedom, and I think it, they work so well together because Keanu and Stileski, they're only interested in making and telling the story the way they want to. Right. And so if they were going to be controlled, they wouldn't keep making these movies and Lionsgate wouldn't be making money. You know, so it's a really good partnership. But that's the difference is you have these guys wanting to tell the story. And if a ballerina story is what they want to tell, they'll let it happen. Sure. But they're not under the rule of some huge corporation like we need to we need we make ballerina. this movie, two other spinoffs. Right. And so it's organically and they built the world first and now we'll start getting into it. Which I'm, which I'm cool. So he goes to see Angelica Houston. This is where we get his backstory that he that she kind of took him in and trained him and made him made him the Baba Yaga. Yeah. And so he says, I've got, you know, he's got like the rosary and he says, you, this is my ticket. You got to get me out of here. She's like, I, you are effed dude. Yeah. Like I can't help you. And he was like, Nope, you owe me this. And she was like, if I do this for you, like we're square, we're even, that's it. Your, your ticket has been, has been punched. Yeah. And he was like, okay. So he's like, I want to go. And I was on her. I don't side. think there's anything in this movie that hasn't been punched. No, yeah. everything gets punched. <laughs> but uh, I felt bad because I'm like, God, he's he so he, screwed for doing put, this. Like, he screws a lot of people in this he, movie. He, <laughs> but you also get the vibe that he saved a lot of people. Yes. When they were in a similar position. I agree. Totally. So, but yeah. you're just like, God, you know what you're asking them to do. Anyone right. asking to help you, you understand what you're doing. Right. And uh, so, it, yeah, it's so a tough, he, he yeah. says, I want to go to Casablanca. And I was like, Yes. What yeah. a weird, unused part of the world that I've, you only hear one time in the entirety of film that I can remember. And <laughs> I don't like and he's like, it just seems so random. I was like, yeah, let's do that. I'm fine with that. Uh, but he gets it like they take his shirt off and they brand him basically where his big tattoo is just saying that, like, we're done. Like, you're out. Uh, we're out. So he goes to Casablanca and he goes to meet um, Halle Berry. This is where we see Halle. They find like the. 
the continent, the version, their version of the continental is in Casablanca. And I do love this. This scene's great too. It's where the intercontinental. It's the intercontinental. Uh, <laughs> so this scene's great too, where like the two guys are like, nope, like they're going to go attack him. And then somewhat like the, the concierge for this version of the continental is like, no, he gets free pass. Like we're good to go. And then the one guy goes to like stab John and then he, he just stop. shoots him. Yeah. He was like, well, rules is I, rules. I do like where he just hands the guy back his knife and they just walk on their separate way. So, we go to the Continental in this town, and this is where we see Halle Berry. And we find out there's a little bit of history. I do like where she shoots him. It's in the trailer where she shoots him immediately, and he was like, nice suit, because, of course, he's still got, like, the Kevlar-lined bulletproof yeah. suit. He obviously helped her out, and that's why she owes him a blood. We like found the, out that the, he, he saved his daughter, her daughter's she, life. She so. pulled her daughter out of, this, out of this world, and Halle Berry has no clue where she is. Yeah. Like He's like, I can tell you where she is. And he was like, nope, I don't want to know. And they kind of say, we need to go see your boss. And she was like, man, you're going to you're gonna get me killed. And he was like, I – here is this. We're even. And she was like well, – Well, and that's the thing. This so- is weird. So like he says that – like I'll turn to like, – I just want to see your boss. I don't want to kill him. I just want to talk to him. And she kind of says – and he's like, and I'll, t- I'll give you the, the marker. marker. And she was like, keep it. So she's pissed at him. But she refuses. This is where I was confused. I didn't say it like that. I, she tell what she tells him is that the marker is null and void. It's he's excommunicado. Is that what it is? None of this stuff should. Okay. They shouldn't have okay. to punch his ticket. She shouldn't have to honor his marker. But because of everything John Wick has done for these people, they're you. doing it despite the fact I, that I couldn't. They don't out, owe John Wick anything. At I this couldn't point. figure yeah. out why she gave it back to him, but that makes more yeah. sense. Okay. Yeah, but she she's just like screw it. That's I don't have to honor that anymore. You're right. You're excommunicado. excommunicado. Um, so now we know why Braun isn't in much Game of Thrones this year. Yeah, you did a whole <laughs> scene. Right, yeah, right, right. Back in the U.S., yeah. the adjudicator is going through the people that have helped John Wick. How much do you want this woman to die in this movie? Like, she's so she was infuriating. Great. Yeah. But, I mean, she plays it so much that you just want to hate her. Right. And you're, re- you're just ready for that. So, like, when's it going to come? Get yeah, there. So please. she goes to uh, Ian McShane, and she says, you gave him an hour. So I will give you 24. I'll give you one day or seven, one, one week, week one yeah. week to get your affairs in order and you're out as the, the, the lead dude of the, of this continental. And he was like, okay. And yeah. like, she walks away. So then she goes to, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Larry Fishburne. Uh, she said, you gave him seven bullets in the Kemp, this Kemper timber, whatever gun, <laughs> just Smith and Wesson, just throw out all the we names. All one the of them. Yeah. And she holds up the gun. He was like, you know, you get seven, seven bullets, seven, seven, seven slashes. slashes. And you assume that – so she's already gone to Mark Dukakis and said, we need you. You're in the game. And he was like, cool. Let's do it. We haven't brought up Mr. TikTok yet. Uh, there's I'm, no reason to bring him there up. There is a reason to bring him up. No, there's I'm not. Like, I was so curious out of this movie <laughs> what Jason Manzukis was doing in it. Oh, and he's in it for literally well, so, three but seconds. He, he does. You know, he brings – he so he's one of – we found out in the second movie, again, while you have to watch these other movies – that, that Lawrence Fishburne rules this whole the Bowery uh, of, and all the like people that look like just regular homeless people right. all have guns and they help you and they can hide you and they do all this stuff. So Jason Manzukis is one of those. And he, ends you know, up, when I was in New York, I didn't know how to work the subway thing to get a Metro card. Yeah. And a homeless guy helped yeah. us out. Is that right? So <laughs> that's, a, you think maybe the King, I think so. <laughs> I'm really glad we gave him five bucks for helping us out. <laughs> he probably would shot me in the face. <laughs> <if I had. laughs> Or kill me with a book. Either or one. Yeah. Yeah. He sliced my throat with a Metro card. <laughs> yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. You never know. So yeah, so he – Jason Manzugas is kind of like he's uh, like Larry Fishburne's right hand. One of his lieutenants. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he kind of says – he's. she's like – and you think you kill him. They think – so Mark Dukakis shows up and cuts 
Yeah. Uh, like they pull back and they cut him seven times and he just kind of collapses. Blood all and you over just the assume place. that they've killed Larry Fishburne. Uh, and then they go to really good. I think really good performance. I mean, he's it's great. It's supposed like, to be big and over the top, but that's the type of movie we're in. Right. He like, made a great Perry White. That should have worked as well. Oh, sure. Like he was great as Perry White. But yeah, I, I did love him in this role and how he's, you know, you can't, you can't take out the king. The and all that. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's, it's really cool. The speeches they give him. And he's a, he's an over the top Morpheus. Yeah. Like he's a more, yeah. When Morpheus is allowed to be absolutely crazy, this is what you get. Uh, did they go to a third person? Oh, they go to Angelica Houston. Yeah. And they're just like, you helped him out. And he was like, she's, you know, she pledges service. And she doesn't get it as bad. Well, like she gets like she she, gets a, a knife like a stigmata. Two. Yeah, well, exactly. Let me ask you guys what you thought of this. So when I was watching that scene go down of them breaking into the where the ballerinas are and to get to Angelica Houston, they kill like 30 of her people yep. to come in and just give her a little hurt like i mean they took out a lot of I, I her guard like that's a that's a message but if they're but if they're yeah so maybe as a message but it's like if they're the high table and they rule over everyone they shouldn't have any problem getting in there to do what they got to do because they work for the high table so i'm like that's a little excessive to come in and just have a meeting where they're like <laughs> yeah they should when she isn't trying to run she's no, just right. like yeah i've got it coming yeah right? okay. I, I thought that was a little weird that they were like had to come in like ninjas and kill everyone of right. her guards and then come in and not kill her like, no, I thought. What were they was, guarding from? I thought that was very much a a, a message as yeah. to like how easily we can get through here. Okay. And get in here. So that then it works. Like that's they took out all, like all her guards. All of them. I mean that's yeah. We jump back to uh, Casablanca, and so John and I can't remember Halle Berry's character uh, are having the sit down meeting, and she's just like, I don't want to do this, but we'll go. I'll go. She's like Cameron in Ferris Bueller. Like I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> um. So she gets suited up, and John's just kind of like, look, you're not going in there old school. Like, I just want to go in there and talk. And she was like, yeah, okay, cool. Um, so they go in, and they we talk to Bron, uh, and he kind of says he's he has the original marker, and he has the original coin, like the very first mark, blood marker. Well, for more of the, the world building, we see where the coins are made. Yeah, right, right, They're right. forging and, those coins yes, right there. Correct. They've got everything there. Uh, and everything kind of like John kind of says, he's like, look, I just want to make amends. I want to make this right. Uh, let's just tell me who I need to meet. Like, tell me how to get to the guy who is in. And I, I like this writing too, because he, he says to John, why would I let you leave here alive? Right. You know, and he goes into his whole spiel and then he tells him the only way he's going to find the head of the whole organization. It's kind of, did you ever see, did you ever see payback with Mel Gibson? Sure. Okay. So the, the whole point of that movie is he just like. Mel Gibson is an honest thief where he just wants his cut. He doesn't want anything more than his. He's like, he just wants his like 55 grand, but nobody will give him a straight answer. So he's just ever seen the original with uh, Lee Marvin with Lee. Marvin? Absolutely. Oh my God. So he's like, then why are we talking about? Well, be, well, because in that, like they're always talking about the, the one guy. Yeah. And I don't remember that being in paper in point blank. It's been a while since I've seen it. Also based on the hunter by Richard Stark. Yeah. That's the name of the book. Uh, but like that whole movie is like, I just want to get to the guy. Like so, he goes to James Coburn, and James Coburn is just like, "There's, there's not just one guy. He's like, there's always one guy, and that's what this movie is doing. Is we're trying to just get to that one guy. And finally, uh, Bron kind of says, he's like, you can, you know, you walk in the desert, you follow this one star. Just when you think you're gonna die, you keep, keep going. Keep yeah. going. It's such a. It, he's like, it, and they might find you. Yeah. Like they might come get you. Yeah. Um, Jerome Flynn is the actor who plays Bron. Okay. He is playing Barada. Okay. So, Braun, Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
So he kind of says he's like, all right, you can go ahead and go, but I need oh, I need he, something from you. If there's one thing we've learned in this series, what would it be? Don't mess with those dogs. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, I, this he, he shoots. He, so Halle Berry has these two attack uh, German Shepherds. Nope. Belgian right. Malinois. Okay. They look like German Shepherds. Oh, they're some. They're so smaller. It's what a lot of the police force use. Oh, are they? Uh, is Belgian Malinois? Okay. They're they're quicker. They're more energetic. Oh, they're quicker. All right. They're meaner. Yeah. So he he's like, I like this one, and she's like, I'm not giving you my dogs. And I look at you. I'm looking at this, and I was like, you kill that dog, you're gonna get a second John Wick. Yeah. In the form of Halle Berry. Oh yeah. And he does. Jane Wick. Jane Wick. Yeah. She shoots the dog. He, shoot, he the shoots. The dogs are dog. bulletproof vests. Right. Which so she she's okay. But he was like, that was a lesson, and he was like, I got your lesson and then all hell breaks loose yeah. they they shoot braun uh in the leg and then the dog bites his dick off <laughs> well, i mean i'm not we kidding. don't see that happen you see blood we presume, everywhere we presume that he's not doing uh, well. and then this is probably the one of the best fight choreographed fight gun battles i've ever seen uh where they've got like that that full dog oh i guess you're still including the same one yet out of Morocco. This, the this whole, whole thing, thing yeah. this whole thing and this is unbelievable. It's I've never un- seen. Unbelievable. I've never seen anything like this, especially involving animals. Uh, I've never. I've never seen. Uh, no. I mean, this uh, is... I'm trying to think if there was something in the raid, or the raid two, but nothing to this extent where like the scene is like the, again they pull like the directors pull back and let you see everything. There's that scene where uh, Halle Berry is kind of walking through the shadows and she sends the two dogs like on either side of her, and it's like when you're you'd think that that's CG. It's not. No? Like those are legit dogs jumping no. off crates and like tearing into people. Like it, I was, I could not believe what I was watching. Oh, I was completely floored. The amount of work that it would take to pull that off—it's hard enough with humans who can actually, you know, comprehend what you're saying at any given time. But to the amount of effort that it would take to train those dogs with the timing and the precision that had to happen. It was mind boggling. Like it's kind of like when I would watch you guys related this to mission impossible before, but it was sort of like when I was watching mission impossible fallout and I'm actually watching the movie and enjoying it, but also thinking in my head, I don't know how they did this. Yeah. 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 I think that's the, I think that's the, I action movies got so formulaic where it's just like, okay, big explosion, you know, whatever, jump cut, do your, do your thing. But there was, there were action movies in the eighties where you're just like, I'm pretty sure they just murdered three people and got <laughs> away with it. Where this one is very similar, where it's just like I have no clue. Well, that's why they, you were able to accomplish. That's this. why they got away from that stuff because it was so dangerous. Oh, sure, so sure. they moved to CG and they used computers because of the liability for it. Um, but these guys are experts. What's interesting to Garrett's point is that not only did they have to train intensely. I mean, for John Wick two, we saw those videos oh, of Keanu. Yeah. yeah. And then you mentioned Halle Berry went through the rigorous training, but. That she had to become a dog trainer too. Yeah, the dogs actually were listening to Halle Berry's commands. So she went and, and after all her choreography, fight choreography, all of her gun and weapon training, then she went to the kennels and had to learn how to train dogs. Right. Not that people aren't helping on set, but like they were listening to her commands. They were, you know, when she was sending them out and everything. I mean, she was actually learning those commands. And what they did that I read about is that they trained the dogs to think that um, they used a technique that a lot of trainers do where, like, it looks like they're attacking and all that. I mean, that's what they're trained to do, but they think they're playing. Yeah. So they taught them that every time they had they saw the color green, they would use, like, green toys that okay. they would be playing. And so wherever the dogs were supposed to bite, they would put green material oh. and green toys. So when they're going in there and they're attacking and people's leg or their arm or whatever, there's something green there that they're editing out. Okay. But they think they're playing, and then as soon as you give them the command to stop, they, they, they sit down, you pet them or whatever. <laughs> but but uh, they – You they, hope. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> but that's what these dogs are doing. I mean, so for the dogs, they think it's playtime. Right. And for us, it looks so brutal, but it's because that's how they learn to play. It's funny that they would use – I mean, green makes sense because you can just – Yeah, you can green screen it out. Green screen yeah, it out. It's that bright. Makes yeah, and it's, it's easy for them to see and exactly. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the fact that they had to do all this training with these dogs. And it's not like the dogs are in there for two scenes and they're no, like, it's, oh, that was a neat trick. Yeah. I mean, this they entire, are center this the sequence, entire time. They yeah. stop the, the human action and then she'll call the dogs and they come in and – Right. I, mean, I will say right before this though, the one yeah. thing I felt that – John Wick 3 did really well was it had nuggets of humor here and there too. They felt a lot more humor. The, the line that uh, Halle Berry gives, you know, after she gets her dog shot and she goes, he killed my dog. And John just looks at her and goes, I get it. I mean, <laughs> it, it works so well because that's exactly what the audience is thinking. And it's not this cheesy hokey moment that takes you out of the scene. It just, the humor in this movie comes at really natural points and really natural times where you can kind of chuckle in between, you know, people's heads getting blown off and guys getting their dicks bit off, you know? It's just, <laughs> I think it's, it's also it's really incredible about the line reading because he doesn't oversell yeah. the joke. He right? underdelivers. Like, like he underdelivers. He's just like, I get it. Like, I feel like that's just him. Yeah. Like, yeah. There, he's just reading. The advantage that Keanu has in this now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> the advantage that Keanu has in this, like, I, I almost wanted to watch that, uh, that one with Winona Ryder. The Lake House? No, 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 no. There's they just did another movie together where they're they The end, Lake House too? No. <laughs> where like they end up like he's friends with the groom. The Lake House chapter. Too. That's what it is. Yes. Parabellum. Parabellum. Yeah. <laughs> where like he is the he's a friend of the groom. It was She's, a religious thing, right? Or was that the Lake House? That was him and Sandra Bullock, right? Yeah, yeah I don't That yeah, was that the that time was travel Bullock. one. Yeah. But what he did one with Winona Ryder recently. There was another romance. Yeah, we're like there. but like he's John Wick. Like he's John. He's not, but he's John. Like, like his delivery is just like John Wick. So I was like, I kind of want to see that in not a John Wick world and see how that works with Winona. You know, because yeah. Winona Ryder is, she's a kind of wackadoo sometimes, but sometimes all the time. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, so like, but I wanted to see like that delivery outside of John Wick, and I'm just yeah. like, I'm pretty sure that's just Keanu. Like he's just reading a script. <laughs> He's like, how would the sound of my he's head? Good. He's found the perfect. He's thing for he, him. He, just, he Liam Neeson did. Yeah, exactly. Like, he yes. found something that worked for him, <laughs> yeah, and right. and he's always been interested in martial arts and all that. So I mean, that's why he oh, did yeah, that the master tai chi. Yeah, that's why he did it. He loves martial arts, and and so he's found something that he enjoys, you know, thoroughly enjoys doing, and yeah. he's good at. And he works in these worlds, and yeah, no. Yeah. So they 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 beat everybody. Yeah, they jump in the car and they yeah, take even off dogs them. going through windows in the car. I thought were were great action. Well, they sequences. don't even miss a beat. Like, I mean, just, but it, and and it was an all on command. You know, they would sell them to attack. The dogs go through Jacar. windows. Uh, the the dog runs up a wall, which was yeah, that was CG. awesome. It was real. I mean, the dog ran and jumped and scooted his way up a wall and caught someone. And again, they think they're playing. Right. So their sleeve has green or whatever, and that dog runs and jumps up and catches the sleeve, and then. You know, they're supposed to knock them. You assume they knock them over, right. bite them up there, whatever. But all that stuff really happened practically. And that is what makes this movie so amazing. Yeah, it was nuts. Is that they've got, I mean, th- this is the closest thing to ballet I can think of. Their choreography is I, so. I find it hard to say that you're wrong. Because, yeah. the, I mean, the core, you need to be on your mark. You need to be on point. If you don't hit, you don't your, hit marks, your mark, yeah. someone's getting hurt. Like, they have to practice, practice, practice. Right. And just like a ballet and all the movements together. And, I also – I appreciate all of the tactical maneuvers. You know, like so, – I, you know, I, I go back to – I think it was like Beverly Hills Cop 2 or maybe it was 1 where like there's a scene oh, where – banana in the tail? No, that one oh. works. That's a, that's a real thing. <laughs> but like there's a scene where Eddie Murphy's tr- going to clear a corner and he's got the gun up around his face. Just so the camera would be on his, you know, like so you see everything like right here. 
they've gotten away from that and they've started to actually use legit tactics like you know uh, oh, yeah. if, if a gun jams like an actual tactical reload or the way you move around a corner and clearing you know, doing all that stuff so actually watching that it feels like so realistic it's well it's it is real like yeah. that's the thing is like they're doing it the right way yeah. for the most part obviously it takes some liberties because it's a movie but for the most part the way they're moving the way they're holding their weapons like everything is tactical and it's how you would probably do it in that situation one of the best parts of these movies is that he reloads Exactly. Yeah, he always yeah, right, reloads. Right, right. That, it's it's amazing because in these movies, these people have unlimited clips, and and in this movie, I mean, you can go through and you can count the amount of shots he has. Well, he's also he to, he's pulling like he runs out of clips, but he's pulling clips off the bodies. Yeah. So he's he is he and will he has have a belt with clips. I mean, he always has. Right. The, he explained why even though he has all this ammunition and guns, you see how he gets them, and you see how he gets two right his his ammo, which so, I always appreciate. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, every time he has to reload, <laughs> it's just amazing. You're watching to Dirty watch. Harry, you're just like one. One, two, three. That's a revolver, so we're going to run out yeah. here. Five, seven, no. no t- okay, we're going to keep going. But yeah, uh, right. I kind of compared it to uh, like the antithesis of hard-boiled, right? Oh, the, absolutely. Where Great there's call. just yeah. millions of bullets and nobody cares about reloading, <laughs> right. but then they at least acknowledge this. Like, hey, he has to reload. So the one scene in the dogfight where you get the like the opposite Mexican standoff where they're all empty, yes, and yeah. they, it's just whoever reloads faster, and John's clearly the best, so Fantastic. he reloads and gets both of them. I mean, right. it's great. Um the other fight that we didn't touch on, though, the, the knife, knife fight, fight in the Absolutely. beginning. Yeah. And they actually made a conscious effort to show them throwing knives and the handles hit the guys instead of the blades. Yes. Like, what movie have you ever seen? Like, acknowledge that, hey, not every knife throw is going to be perfect. I, yeah, spot right. on, right. I Except love, for that, that one guy that was like a pin cushion by the end of yeah. the you know, I yeah. loved I loved that scene. I was I was just about to mention that exact thing. So the, the the stuff they do in this movie is so realistic, and that's why it's so cool because you're not sitting here. It's hard. It's hard when you've seen so many movies to not sit there and go, oh, that was cheap, or oh, it doesn't work like that. You're just kind of trained to because you've seen so much. You're right. a little jaded. And these movies, you watch it and you just go, holy crap! Like you're not thinking, oh, that doesn't work. Seriously, like go back, go find uh, Donnie Yen did a flick called Flashpoint that is amazing. It's kind of like uh, what was the Martin Scorsese one, the detective one, The Departed. Yes, it's kind of like that. I that that premise. Oh, but like the fight scenes are ridiculous. Uh, the raid movies, Raid One and Two, are probably two of the greatest. Judge Dread is another one, yeah. which is basically the Dread. raid. Yeah, you mean Dread, Dread, Dread yeah. not Judge Dread. Yeah, like, um, not that one. Dread, Dread is the raid. Dread is the yeah. raid. But so like the, there has been this revolution of action movies where it's not just you know the, in the eighties it was guys who couldn't walked through a they had to turn sideways to walk through a door because they were so big well it, so, this know, is like, like horror they're starting to do it right you yeah know? it's not just cheap jump scares it's not cheap action that no. doesn't make sense to wrap it around a huge bulky star like you said i mean right. they're like we're gonna don't do it get right. me wrong raw deal is a great movie but it's but. like these <laughs> movies with the actual martial arts and everything they're yeah. great right so so, so they, they get out they of get Morocco. Out, they, they head down to the desert they real john wick's kind of on his own uh I, this is a great scene with halle berry kind of pours the dog's water she tosses john the bottle and then as she's as they're not even no they're not even and and also like she's probably she's screwed screwed because of him like she went and helped him because he cashed in his favor that she really didn't have to repay right made her kill all these people and now she's in trouble with the high table so it's like so now she's gonna go get it isn't a happy ending there's there's your halle berry movie yeah but in a normal movie what would happen at the end of this fight it'd be like they'd make up and now see you later and they're all good because they fought together but no fall in love yeah so but there's she, repercussions she, she has a little bit of water left he looks at it and she takes it and she drinks it hardly even swig, spits it back swigs it around that. a little bit and then barely spits yeah. it back uh so john's on his trek yeah. to walk through the desert he collapses these are beautiful scenes oh yeah i mean 
him walking against the backdrop of the desert. Yeah. And when it goes to night with the stars. Like, like Kane from Kung Fu. Yeah, I mean, but the, we have to say that aside from the action and, and the script and the world they've built, like, this is a beautiful looking yeah. movie. Yeah. Action movies don't generally look as good as these movies, yeah. but no. uh, especially with, they've always been known for, like, the neon lights and the color palette has been really cool and and they keep that up with this one. You just get a new palette, which is a lot of these desert right. uh, colors and tones and everything. And, and, they, so. and they, when you get to the, the the lead guy, all of that pops again because mm-hmm. he's wearing bright whites yeah. and bright blues and different, you know, bright reds. Uh, so he he gets taken. He, a guy on a camel finds him, mm-hmm. brings him back. Thought this was funny. Yeah, throws him off the camel. Just kicks like, him off the camel. He wakes up, and then of course we're, we we are introduced to the the leader, the the main guy, and the guy kind of says, "Look." I have to kill you or you can he basically John's like, I just want to remember my wife. That's all I really want to do. And he was like, okay, I'll kill you now. You'll never remember her again. Or you can repledge yourself to the high table and you will do what we tell you to do. And you can remember her. I, I thought this, this was the only thing that I thought was a little wishy washy about his motivation. I don't know. Just the fact that like, why are you want to be alive so I can remember her? You know, usually he's killed so many people, done so many bad things. Maybe he just dies and then he can be reunited in some afterlife. Maybe I just, it's does. interesting that he wants to stay alive to remember her. I don't, I don't he know. He doesn't yeah. get to go to the afterlife. Oh, maybe he not. He doesn't get to go where she goes. Yeah, maybe you know? not. I just, it's, it's an interesting <laughs> motivation. And John Wick 4, hell. <laughs> but i mean you know, i had the same exact thought as you kevin um but i felt like the conversation with winston ian mcshane that happens shortly thereafter really kind of rounded that out so i, I felt the same thing like ah, okay it kind of feels a little bit cheap but then when winston's like hey is this really the man you want to be like is this how you want her you know to acknowledge i know she can't acknowledge his memory but you know is this who you want to represent when you're going out and i felt like that kind of closed that for me but yeah. for a little bit i had the same exact thought i'm, as gl- you. I'm glad you brought that up and i'm glad they did that too because he talks some more sense into him yeah mcshane does well so Wednesday. we should say that like the the leader of the high table says you, you gotta you gotta pledge yourself you gotta give me one you gotta give me a gift so of course he gives him he well, cuts off his, he gives him the finger. He gives him the finger, yeah. and he gives him his wedding ring. This was a huge point of contention for Lionsgate. This is the one thing they did come up against because that in Lionsgate order to, didn't want him to give the finger. <laughs> well, because they got to film the rest of these movies with him missing a finger. Not only this movie, but you are now increasing the budget of every John Wick movie. Give him a glove. You can, but I think in this world, like then we'd all know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like yeah, these yeah. people are smarter than that. They're like. We don't want him to walk around with gloves, and everyone goes, ah, oh, I know why he's wearing a glove. <laughs> and so that would be the easy way out. But they were so – they wanted to be taken seriously. They wanted John Wick and his intentions to be taken seriously. And yeah. so they fought for this, and they said, we'll sacrifice – which I don't know where they did, but they said, we'll sacrifice budget in other places. <laughs> I think it was the CGI for that horse. Yeah, that horse. <laughs> it did not bother me in the slightest. I mean – I, I, yeah, I did he does do hit that guy in the face yeah. twice. Garrett liked the horse scene, right? Yeah, it looked good to me. I, I like the, the motorcycle scene than the horse scene. I did yeah. the CGI yeah. wise. Oh, see, I like the motorcycle scene more than the horse scene. Oh, I liked it more. Oh, I just okay. I felt the CGI was a little shakier on the motorcycle scene yeah. than anything around the horse. Okay. Yeah. okay. But it's like just the fact that Keanu's riding a horse around. Like, I mean, those are real horses. Yeah. And obviously, they have to do CG stuff during the motorcycle and the horse are the most obvious because he can't be doing that with close ups. But. Um, yeah, I mean, he was really riding a horse around New York for those scenes, other than the really crazy action one. But as far as uh, choreography goes, for like him going to the side of the horse and shooting that, people, man, that was so cool. That was so cool. I, and maybe that's why I gave it a little credit because I'm watching him and I'm just like, the fact that they pulled this off into any kind of a coherent right, action sequence. Right. 
but but yeah, this is a huge deal. And so, I, you know, to me in my head, I'm like, God, why didn't you just give him the ring? That was a big enough. I like, think it, I mean, there uh, were, there were, the tools were there for a reason. Yeah, I know. I just so in my he, mind, I'm like, oh. he cuts his his wedding finger off, gives him the ring. They and he picks sear, up his own sear it. finger and yeah. pulls it off, and they oof. sear they sear the wound with another like yeah. you know. Hot poker. Hot poker. Hot yeah, brand. They, yeah. they have like a thing like this is the tool we use right. <laughs> when we cut off people's fingers. And they, I think the deleted scene is him like, now did you sterilize that? Right. You did. <laughs> okay, good. So they, they get him squared away and he gets a new suit. So he, uh, did he wear an all black suit in the first one? I feel like he's worn. Well, he usually does have a white shirt. Maybe not. It's cool though. I love the all black. I like the all black. Yeah. Uh, so he he goes to Winston and he's like, Winston kind of says, like, like we talked about, uh, Winston kind of says, is this He's like, you're here to kill me, huh? And he was like, yeah, like you know, I'm here to kill you. At this point, I had no idea where the movie was going. I didn't because, know because I mean, he just cut off his finger, right? And the leader of the high table says that if you want to survive, you, you do it. You're, you're in you our do. debt, and the only way that we're going to stop your excommunicado is to kill Winston. Right. And Winston, as we know, is John Wick's friend. They best friend. They, I mean, they are really a... close to each other, and it Winston hates the fact he had to do the excommunicado, but there are rules. There are and rules. consequences. And so that's why I give him that hour leeway, which the high table is not happy about. Correct. But uh, most people wouldn't get that that extra. No. I mean, that's no. not happening. So now he's really got this moral dilemma. Uh, but there's that great scene yeah. that you talked about. They go back and forth, and finally the, the abdicator shows up. She's like, adjudicator. Adjudicator is like, are you get, to Winston, are you going to relinquish it? And he was like, no, I don't think I am. And then she goes to John. She's like, are you going to kill him? him? He's like, no, I don't think I am. So now we've got everybody's back on the same page, and now John has to fight the two guys from the raid. Uh, as, well, first of all, the concierge, well the concierge actually oh, gets so to do great. stuff in this movie. Yeah, which, which is great. Is fantastic. We've always seen him as such a great character, but we've never seen him in action. Right. And so they – first of all, they go down to the vault. Like They, they do. They get, well, they, yeah. We, so Mark Dukakis and his crew is, are there, and the adjudicator kind of says – she's like, oh, we'll bring in some, some backup. Some of the best backup we've got. Oh, we're like okay, we we did skip over, but real quick, we should mention pretty awesome motorcycle. Sequence, oh yeah, absolutely. And which ends at the footstep of the Continental, oh, yeah. right? And then, like puts his hand on the steps, like yeah. safety. Yep. <laughs> and I like face. I like this a lot because again, with the world building, so you've got Mark Dukakis, who is you know clearly he's okay to still be in this world and everything, right? And he's like, you're excommunicado. It doesn't matter. But the fact is, if you still yeah. conduct business Correct. on Continental grounds, yeah, even though I, John Wick is excommunicado. He can't do it. Or else I love the scene where they're going to meet Winston and John sits down on the couch and Mark Dakakis sits Scoots right next down to next to him. Yeah. Up right next and then to him. no, he just sits down next to him. Like, oh yes. Yeah, yeah, but straight, he sits straight, straight up, up, like just right next and to him. And then John forward. like has to move over to the chair. And, and we found out that just like, he's oh, like man. a fanboy. Yeah, he's like, You're you're like you're my hero. Like I'm, this is such an honor. And John's like cool. <laughs> but what you know what's really cool in this world though, and I think this is a testament to the writing. Like that scene, I think could be perceived a little goofy but it also shows you that these assassins are just people too like yeah, this right. is their job and so even though he has to kill john wick he looks up to him as one of the most legendary hitmen of all time right yeah. and so it just it's interesting when these characters get to break and go to the continental which is sanctuary you we all know again unless you're john but then you shoot a guy well, in the face well but <laughs> well yeah they go watch those other movies yeah. they're important <laughs> But they're, it's sanctuary, and they all drink, and they hang out, and they have safe – they can get medical attention, whatever they need to do there. And so this guy can just be him, and he's this goofy guy that like yeah. – <laughs> he's been a great martial artist, but he also looks up to John. And right. uh, it was a really neat break because it's like – oh, it's just like the uh, the coyote and the sheepdog yeah. walking out. It's exactly well, it's what, what it is. I think I, I think I might have said that in the first – Oh, did way. you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. When you get to the Continental, it's just like – 
Hey Bert. Hey Barry. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, exactly that's, what this scene was. Yeah. Was so they yeah, so the fight ensues. Uh we go down to that's right, we go down to the, the bottom level. So he's they, like they suit up. Boy, I, John says, So am I still excommunicado? Well, he was no, like, am I still like not privy to your services or whatever? Like, now, yeah, I think we'll make an exception. Yeah. During uh, yeah, under these circumstances. Yeah, we're good to go. What do you need? Yeah. I love the references to the Matrix here, right? Because you've already got Keanu and Fishburne and uh, Celeski, everybody. But yeah. then when he asks him what he needs, he drops the guns, yeah. lots of guns. Yes. And then goes into a lobby that's green tinted and takes out a bunch of armed guards. I mean, oh. that was pure vintage Matrix. The people yeah. who think Wick exists in the Matrix uh, are got to they got to be eating up that scene. Well, and also like they want to do another Matrix, which I don't know how you do. I Would it? Because two and three are not good movies. Well, that, no, they're not. No. But that's why I think we need to get like a reboot. Because the first, the cons. I think now in this day and age, I think that they're these people want to do it and do it right. Yeah. Like, and especially if you get the the same stunt people. I will if, say that highway scene in two is baller. The the yep. two and three have scenes, but yeah. overall they're not good. No. But that first Matrix and God that lobby scene. I remember getting that clip and getting it on my computer, you know, this is way before, way before the internet and everything was on YouTube and streaming. But I remember getting that scene. Kevin took a VHS copy and and literally (laughs) edited just out that scene. I don't know how, I mean, I don't know how I probably got on LimeWire or something. (laughs) But I remember watching that scene over and over. And I remember my friends and I would actually like set scenes to our own music and stuff. I had, I had a a McFarlane did a Keanu action figure where it's uh, the state. So it's him when he does the flip. Yeah. So like you would, he had a, a like a peg in his in his hand, yeah. And you'd put it into the into the base of the of this mod like figure, yeah. and it was like you know they had like explosions behind them. And I had I think I might still have yeah. that actually. That's cool, but I and, and who doesn't know that? Bom, 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 oh bom, yeah, I, like you yeah. just in your the, head. The you, soundtrack is awful. Like it's not good, but that scene is ridiculous. I hate. You don't that. like the soundtrack? No, that oh. scene and that and that the, the song for that. No, oh, I, I think I I think everything about the original Matrix like that's a stellar movie. It I, is. I don't, I don't have don't any complaints on that, that one. But oh, those two and three they got worse and worse. They like, two was worse o- and worse. Two was okay yeah. and had some great action sequences. Three when they go to the the, the guy big in the, rave underground. No, and, I could deal with the rave, but when they go to the guy in the bank of TVs. No, that's two. That's oh, that is two. two. Okay, because he's setting up. And that thirty-minute diatribe. Oh what the God. hell is he talking about? What are we about? talking about? <laughs> it gets crazy. But yeah, in three, it's like there's a couple scenes, but most of the time, it's a big CG thing swimming around, and it's yeah. like this is not what I signed up for. Sperm. But so they give him all the guns. Well, I mean, at least what they think will be adequate. They give. <laughs> well, him, he kind of. They even says he's like, since you've been gone, there've been some upgrades. And he was like, all right, whatever. I don't like. Cool. But he gets a new handgun. He gets yeah. a bunch of clips for that and all that, and he sets out in the the. The concierge is out there with his gun, and they've right. got all their lobby guys out there right. fighting. And but those lobby guys are a bunch of red shirts. The red shirts, yeah. They yep. don't last long at all. <laughs> but the crazy thing is, so they bust in these two huge buses of the table's the right. best assassins, hitmen, whatever you call them, their highest trained operatives. And they come in, and they have completely bulletproof Yeah. So John, John is doing what John does, but it's not working. And I love how – so they, they take out all the good guys, which yeah. I don't love that. But you see how – how crazy these forces are and then john is not taking them out right away but he's just like knocking them out he's like he has to shoot three or four of them and, and then he has told, to go back to the first one well, to shoot I, him like again. the only uh point of vulnerability like the is the back yeah. of their neck yeah, yeah so he's like as they're knocked down he's pulling their helmets back from the yeah. side and shoot them like four times yeah. in the head he can get them he can get it's just the helmet's not attached so he can get them the back of their neck the front of their throat or right. the visor flips up and then he shoots i love it <laughs> so in all this action choreography amazing fight scene he's having to stop and as he's reloading shooting and all this he's pulling up visors and shooting so this is the over. best part right is 
this one of the obviously one of the always the tropes is like obviously one dude can't fight five guys but when he's constantly knocking guys out like so like but that's that, the thing he's knocking them out and it works the, yeah. it works in this in this scenario because he's knocking them down and going after another one and then yes. as the other one's getting up he's shooting them in the back that's of what i'm he's saying he's taking them out of, he's not killing them but he's taking them out of the game he's slowing right. them and down he, does, he slows yeah. them down and then can get to them as they right. wake up so as they run out of ammo they have to go back down to the to the basement and i do like where he's like uh bulletproof huh and he's like well you know i told you so then he they both load up with shotguns and he's like with armor piercing rounds oh so they go this back was up. such a cool scene <laughs> yeah. i mean not only was the scene before cool but when they get the shotguns yeah the choreography of this is and now they're just taking everybody out like these things they're like cut, blowing they their heads off cut through things. the armor and they, yeah. they take everybody out uh so and the way he has to reload shotgun shells stop oh it's great and reload them and and i mean None of this is CG. I mean, no. as far as reloading, I mean, Keanu's putting shells yeah. into a gun. And so he has now he's got to go upstairs and now he has to fight. Uh, you know, this is basically Game of Death. Yeah. Uh, where Bruce Lee has to start at the bottom level, work his way up to the main yeah. bad guy. Uh, so he works his way up. And I do like the comedy in this scene, too. I did have you... one little problem before this. And I wanted to get you guys' opinions. So Keanu Reeves is fighting all of these uh, invulnerable forces. He gets the shot and starts killing them. But then two of them go into the water. Mark Dukakis kills another guy that's about to get him, and then he's like, "Only I get to kill you." And then he sends off all of his ninja assassins to kill him. Yeah, because I, I took that as he knew John Wick would would beat them, and then John would come to him well, damaged, well, and he'd win. But when he, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Wouldn't he know that John Wick would beat all the other guys? Like, I just thought it was weird to say I get to kill you, and then he sends off the best ninja assassins ever. To, I guess I took like John didn't know that guy was behind him, so he took that guy out. And then he knew, like, I have to beat this guy down. If I have any chance of beating him, like, he has to be at his weakest. Yeah. And he sends all his go- all his goons after him. So anyway, John gets back to this crazy looking room that's like the the like the main dining. I don't know what it was. It's the administrative, the administrative office or whatever. Yeah. And it's just glass, like it's all glass everywhere. And he ends up fighting the two guys from the raid. With in a re- I love the like I like the respect here. Well, even the two guys are like, "You want to get up?" And then so he says, "They don't want to fight him while he's down." Right. They're like, "You get up." And prepare <laughs> it's yourself. almost like the scene in Infinity War or Endgame where Cap where he has to fight where Cap has to fight himself, and he's like, "Oh, I got it." So like, there's the scene where they let him get up. They, they go to go reach like John's knocked down. They go to help him up, and he kind of like waves him off, and he takes his belt off, and he ends up fighting them both. And it's a killer scene. Like it's yeah. those two dudes. If you've never seen raid one or two you are missing out on probably one of the best action flicks of the last 10 years uh he takes both of those guys out in a ridiculous action sequence takes out a lot of glass cases too a lot of glass <laughs> cases but luckily like, what's the count on that luckily he was wearing shoes yeah you know uh and then he has to fight mark dukakis in a re- another like he, i like mark dukakis upstairs clapping yeah. slow clapping and i do like the way it's like it's ninja-esque that stealthiness of yeah. how they would both disappear because first Mark Dukakis does it to John Wick, and he does it several times. Or right. show up behind glass, and that's the great thing about glass is that it manipulates yep. your visuals. And so he uses that to his advantage. And then in John Wick turns it around. Yeah. It's like, hey, I can do that too. Well, he's, he, John Wick, we obviously they're alluding that there's no style that John Wick doesn't know. Right. Uh, so anyway, he he ends up gutting Mark Dukakis, and it's a, I love this scene too, where like they're both kind of laying there on the floor, and they both kind of sit up. And he's just like, yeah, that was that was pretty that was a pretty good fight, huh? Yeah. And John looks like he still wants to impress him. Yeah, it was pretty good. He's like, just give me a second. Let like, me let catch me, my let me catch my breath because he's got a sword like through his yeah. chest. Yeah. He's like, just let me catch my breath. And he was like, okay. He was like the Black Knight and 
Holy Grail. Exactly, yeah. Just a flesh wound. <laughs> well, yeah, he's, he's like, let me catch my breath, and then I'll get you. And John's like, like, I'll, uh, I'll like, catch no, you on the he's, Yeah, no, you won't. And he, and he stands up and walks away. And then, of course, Mark Dukakis dies. While at the same time, the uh, concierge and Winston are having a parlay with uh, the adjudicator. Hey, we got it right. Hey, <laughs> uh, and she's kind of and they and ironically they, enough, she she ab- yeah exactly. <laughs> so they're they're de- making the deal, uh, and he kind of says he's like, look, just give me my thing back, and we'll call it even. And she was just like, what? No. And then here comes John out of the elevator, and he was like, what are we doing? Oh, we're parlaying. Great. So the deal becomes. And like, I love that little detail though, because going back to what we said before with the world building. Yeah. Even though these are high priced, insane assassins. They all have this this rule book that they play by. They yeah. honor, yeah. And so you've got you know all these people have to honor the excommunicado, and you have the adjudicator and the high table. And they don't instantly kill her because they know that would have repercussions, right? Because this whole time I'm like, well, they're fighting back. Why not just kill this person? But it's Can't. like that's just an extra level of right know, the badness. And they would just send the next adjudicator. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like she's doing her job. So, so can I tell you how bad I wanted the guy from the high table to be Van Dam? <laughs> like it's just one of those things where i feel like i that dude deserves a little bit he's he's worked really hard to kind of revamp his career with with jcvd and i wish that wasn't uh, canceled after one season no the other now jcvd's the oh. movie but jean-claude van johnson oh i wish that know, wasn't like canceled, so i was hoping fun. that we would get out of all the guys that are older guys that are still around that might be able to still go I feel like he's one of those guys totally uh but maybe he'll be in john maybe he'll, i would love that to happen yeah. um so anyway, they. I mean, win. Mark Dukakis is basically the host of Iron Chef. That's what he's doing. That is what and he's they got doing. him in this movie, so I don't think. Yeah, I don't think why. he had anything else going on. I don't right. even think Iron Chef is on. And obviously, he keeps up. He's good. I'm not saying that, but he's great. He's not. He's not like a leading star in all these no. movies still. So they wanted him to be the next Bruce Lee, um, the American Bruce Lee, and it just didn't work gotcha. out. Um, Don the Dragon Wilson is the one that I would want in the next John Wick. <laughs> uh, he gets it. Uh, yep. so yeah, kickboxing so, support of the future. Yes, all day with Don the Dragon Wilson, um, Batman Forever. So Winston makes the deal, and then he turns around and he he shoots John. Well, she's like, "That's okay." And what about him? What about him? And, and at this like, point, oh, yeah, I mean, he him? was given one chance. I mean, the high table, the the as high as you go, as far as we know and believe, said you have to kill Winston. Right. And if you don't, then you're done. Right. right. We're not calling this off. Ian McShane, who I mean, in American, I love American Gods, obviously Deadwood for yeah, you Deadwood so fans. Um, he's a great actor, and I love him as Hellboy in these movies. I he was good at Hellboy. He's always uh, fun. He, he was, was good in the he's movie. Fine, he was yeah. some scenery. Yeah, he's yeah. fine. But 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 he's a great actor, and and so I think he really brings something special to these movies as being the head of the Continental. Right. Uh, and his line delivery is impeccable. Oh, he has yeah. a way of like having gravitas has, with some really. Yeah, silly, silly stuff. But they still, but he makes them believable. Right. Yes. Right. Exactly. I think he was in a pirates movie. I think he was Blackbeard. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was in the last I'm, one. I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, the gravitas. That's a perfect way to put it. And and his delivery is spot on because what do we do about him? And he goes, Oh, well, he has to die, and I'm yeah. not doing. And you're just like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then, yeah, and 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 you can't help but to jump to the conclusion of, Oh, they're in on it. I can't. Oh, yeah. be- I can't no, believe I, that they were in. There on was not a doubt in my mind that it was all they were in on it. But they weren't. Absolutely, they were. He, I don't think so he, for a second. Absolutely, Winston knew if he not he would survive that fall because of the suit. The bullets wouldn't go through the suit. I don't think so, man. That was a gnarly fall. Do you think they were in on it, Garrett? Dude, I I was gonna ask you guys this. <laughs> okay, because that's I'm, not I'm a, crystal clear. 
No, no, I'm no. a coin flip on this one. Yeah. I think it can be read both ways, and I kind of maybe think that they wanted it to be just like that heading into four because yeah. it, it leaves so many questions, right? You don't know who's on whose side. I, I could be convinced either way. I don't know. Oh. I, I don't know. My my first thought was that he wasn't, that he turned on him. Oh, you know, yeah. but then at the same I think time, they want you to think if he was going to turn on him, why do you give him the hour in the first place? Right. Well, but, I mean, because it came, I think it came down at that point. Like that was his last thing he could do to yeah. get the Continental back. I, I feel like, and the king is like, oh, see where you're, you know what I, whatever he said. So I, I feel like when she, so he falls off the roof. They go down there look for the body. The body's gone. That was a near yeah. fatal drop. Like but that I was. Like I, will see, a, I will say this. I don't think that this was a plan between him and John Wick. No. Based on what John Wick says in the last scene of this movie. Yes. Right. And if, and if it was in on it, he would have gone off, bounced off a canopy into a garbage dumpster. I mean, well, John Wick. No, but he doesn't. He he falls. You meant that he would have landed in a safe Oh, way I see. I see. Yeah, I, see. I mean, that fall was almost killed. Well, I guess I feel like when. So they go back downstairs. They The body's gone. Body's she's, gone. She's yeah. like, uh, you better hope that this is taken care of. And I do like the look on his face. He's just like, who knew the body would disappear? Where I feel like there was all he knew that John would survive. But he said, but he said, how far could he go? How he far could he go? Is, and so. I, maybe he's trying to have it both ways. Hey, I did what you wanted yeah. me to do. And I knew that he would survive it. And but no, but if he survives it, then not my fault. Yeah. I, I, I just I, you yeah. watched me kill him. So they we cut back to uh, Jason Manzukis carrying John on a on a grocery cart. Grocery yeah. cart kind of just dumps him over. See, and we find out that Larry Fishburne. Mr. TikTok saved John Wick. If it weren't for Mr. TikTok, John wouldn't have made it down there. She would have went and had him killed. So yeah. Jason Manzucas so, uh, saves the We day. find out that Larry Fishburne is still alive. He's cut up pretty good, but he's still alive. And he goes, I got to ask you, are you pissed now? And John just kind of looks at him and goes, yeah, yeah. I'm pissed. Yeah. And that's how it closes. Yeah. And I was like. Do you, I don't think John Wick would have been pissed if, if he was in on it. With, I don't think he yeah, was. And that's, so this, that's what I'm saying. Is, I don't think that they were in on it together. But I feel like Ian Mc, like Winston knew that I can make it look like I've killed him and I, I get the continental back. John can do whatever he's going to do. Okay. And we're good to go. Whatever comes next in two oh, years. We'll see. Like yeah. Before not. Oh, this is where we find out the parabellum is actually a language for the art of or the war begins or something. It was like, if you, if you want peace, prepare, prepare for, for war, war and parabellum was, was, was prepare, prepare, for, prepare war. for war. That was cool. Yeah. And we're good to go. I so I guess I, the next one will just be bellum. <laughs> I don't know, if but yeah, this was great, man. This is like I will watch these movies as long as they keep up with this quality. Yeah, like, game on. Yeah, these are my kind of movies, but these are the, I was looking forward to seeing John Wick three, yeah. and I don't typically look forward to seeing movies, especially these this kind. <laughs> these kind. It's my favorite of the series, and I'm splitting hairs here, right? Because like I would say that three is better than one, but it's real close, and then two is kind of the lower end. I love that you guys mentioned the raid so much because I left this thinking this is the best action movie I've seen yeah. since either of the raid films without question. And I just remember sitting in the theater, like, you know, you'll hear people say stuff online, like, Oh, this, this such and such. And I remember sitting there thinking this movie, it was, it was incredible. Like I, there's very little, I would change. I would nitpick things here and there, but it, the, the quality of action that you get in this, plus, the, like I mentioned before, the world building and the, the story writing, it's just – it's top-notch stuff. Yeah. Very little downtime in this movie. There are yeah, talking no about the downtime. pacing, though. It's not like there's not – okay, come on. Get to the next kill. Yeah. I mean he's going. Once John yes. Wick starts going. And then you, you've got the Halle Berry movie that you could spin off. You've got yeah. the, the Ballerina that, that we know they off. are, the Continental yeah. TV show. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, It'll be interesting to see it. how they build this world. Yeah. Game on.
Well, I guess that's it for this one. Uh, let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at JoeyButts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And on Show Spoilers, where we will be recording after tonight, the final episode of Game of Thrones. This is the last episode of Show Spoilers. What? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Tom. You can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. And uh, uh, Garrett, where can they find you? On the Twitter machine as well at Two Views Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T. And what's, and the, what's the latest uh, episode you have for your podcast? We got our own John Wick 3 coming up. Um, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we did uh, two in-game episodes. So we did a big uh, Avengers endgame, and then we did a crossover. There's a, a Kansas City podcast here that's called First Issue Club where they do comics, first issues of comics that come out every week like a book club. And we were like, well, Endgame's so awesome. Let's go talk to them about Endgame. So we did like two back-to-back Endgame episodes. So we ran through our Marvel stuff pretty well. Awesome. And yeah. uh, uh, don't forget, you can find the show online at uh, facebook.com slash realspoilers. And you can check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash realspoilers, where for five bucks a month, you get bonus content and the pride in helping out the show. That's right. So uh, that's it for this one. Coming up next week, we will tackle Aladdin or Brightburn. I think a lot. Damn it. <laughs> so, uh, and so until next time, uh, Manny was secretly wearing a bulletproof vest. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.